0: Welcome back to the vegan fitness podcast and in this episode, Dr. Anastasia Sinchenko aka Strength, joined me again to talk about food obsession and emotional eating and she shares her method, the icebreaker method, how she approaches the whole situation and overcomes emotional eating and how she overcame emotional eating. So yeah, sit back, relax, enjoy this episode. So welcome back to the Vegan Fitness Podcast and uh, today we talk about how you can overcome emotional eating. We talk with Dr. Anastasia Sinchenko aka uh, Science Strength again. Uh, if you haven't heard the last episode I did with her, we talked about vegan protein, everything you need to know about vegan protein and um, I loved her insight so much that I wanted to get her on again talking about a very important topic that I get um, ask a lot like how do I overcome emotional eating what is happening with me um, and uh, this is so basically the second episode I have with her so if you haven't checked out the first one um, definitely make uh, do that That's it was an interesting and very insightful episode for you and you will learn how much protein you need to eat and uh, yeah again just for people that don't know her uh, Dr. Anastasia um, is a badass scientist uh, with a PhD in biochemistry biochemistry, and uh, a powerlifter, a bodybuilder, and uh, a coach as well. And, of course, she's vegan. And, um, like I said in this episode, uh, we will talk about food obsession and emotional eating. And it's just um, a huge topic um, that comes up a lot in my conversations with my community, uh, with my friends, and also family, and clients as well. Um, And it's so unfortunate. I mean, a lot of people want to change. Um, but they find them, themselves in a like vicious cycle of starting, then emotional overeating, feeling bad about it, and uh, then starting again basically, and not making any progress. Um, so um, it's it's amazing to have you on this episode um, since you know a lot about this uh, and um, want to help these people. So welcome again to the second episode, Anastasia. Are you feel, are you still feeling great?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me on this episode.
0: Yeah, really for it. That's that's great. Um, you you really um dove deep on this topic, and that's why I want to get you on as well. Um, having your science-based view on the whole matter. So yeah, let's let's really start just right in. Um, what do you think, um, Anastasia? Why do we eat uh, without even being hungry? Which, in my opinion, is like the pillar. Uh, the one thing that comes with emotional eating, we eat when we don't even we are not even hungry. So why do you think uh, that is?
1: You know, there are so many different reasons, and this is also the reason why I wrote about uh, about the book because it, you couldn't. There's so many different things you can't just put it into you know one article, and I would like to speak about several of them or address like several of them. I. Also, use several characters in my book to kind of personify, you know to make personifications of the reasons mm-hmm. So for example, the one thing is often people tend to overeat when they are tired It's like, you know The brain switches off. It's also probably the reason why most of the violent crimes happen in the evening Because you don't have like the willpower, you mm-hmm. know control your own actions you are tired and often you just want comfort you just want to relax you want to switch off and eating is an activity that is really relaxing and that's what i often call uh you know your inner neanderthal wakes up kind of the ancient human that still lives inside you and (laughs) whose task is to survive and look for food. Uh Because I noticed it myself. If I sit on a really difficult task and then my brain afterwards switches off and I find myself in the kitchen, I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? Get out of here. (laughs) You know, but it was like also something I had to work on for years because like several years ago, I would be just standing in the kitchen and just eating random stuff just to make my brain relax. Uh, now, when I realize, okay, I'm going towards kitchen, maybe I will just get a glass of water and just go out of there. And, uh, you know, the same as in the evening when you are, like, really tired and don't have the willpower and then just get, oh, also, like, lazy after, like, really hard working day. Oh, should I cook a really healthy meal? Oh, no, I would just, you know, go to take away and take a pizza or, you know, whatever else. And that's why, you know, I have kind of some rules I use for my clients or also mentioned in my book and one thing is the only thing you can rely on is your own laziness. That's why for such situations the best thing would be not to have anything at home that can be dangerous or you could overeat on. I have actually made some kind of a band scale uh, I use for my clients and also put into my book where you have to categorize all the foods you have you know, at home based on it and the danger that you're going to overeat on it in a really stressful situation. Maybe, you you know, you have have stress at work, the weather is really bad, you come home tired, you got stuck in a traffic jam. So, like, imagine the worst situation for you you can imagine and the food you can't resist. And then after you, you know, grade all the foods you have at home and then the foods you will most certainly not being able to resist, you shouldn't just have it at home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay if you, you know, if it's let's say it's chocolate. It's okay if you eat it occasionally. It's okay if you are in the city and buy a small chocolate bar and eat it. You know, you just don't have large amounts of it at home because, you know, we don't live in a perfect bubble. All the time, something happens. Like th- there is a certainty that some kind of stressful event will happen in your life, and if all the time your response to the stressful event is just, you know, get pleasure. From food or take food in order to feel to make you feel better. Then the first step is just not to have any food at home yes. that is dangerous to you. You know, I see it as protecting like a child. You know, if you have a kid and your kid tries to do something that is wrong, like you know, put the, you know, put, put, put the hand on a hot, um, in in you know somewhere on a hot place like the yeah. oven when the oven <laughs> you know, you you would take you know, the child away. Or if your child would say, Oh no, I actually don't want to eat any healthy food. I just want to eat cookies instead all the time. You wouldn't allow your child to eat cookies. And the problem is, you know, we don't, we as grown-ups, we don't have like really this person who tells us because mostly our parents don't tell us anymore what we have to do. Or, you know, even if they do, we probably don't listen to them. So uh, it's important to find ways to protect yourself when you are like in a really shitty mood and everything goes wrong. You know that at least your health doesn't go also just down the drain. And yes, so that is the first thing. It's a good thing to realize. Okay, this is a food that is dangerous to me, and particularly when the time is really stressful, I shouldn't just buy it then the second thing is also to address it on emotional level what really helped me was to you know realize my feelings and acknowledge them you know it's not realistic to feel good all the time you know something mm-hmm. happens in life all the time and then you know if my default response is okay it's stressful i feel bad i will just go and get you know something some junk food to eat it's like escaping the situations. It's like escaping your life. And what helped me was just, you know, to be mindful about it. It's like, okay, I have a bad day. I'm sad. Maybe something happened. It really hurts. But it is okay. It, it, it will just pass by. You know, I just need to go on, stick to it. It will pass by. I, I don't want to escape life. I want to live the life. And the thing is, if you don't feel like pain in your life, and sadness, you wouldn't appreciate all the happy days, you
0: mm-hmm. know, all the yeah.
1: sunny days. Because, you know, if every day is the sun shines, you get used to it. It's nothing, you know, special anymore. You will actually get bored of it. I know what I That's speak true. about I lived in South California, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then after it was sunny for probably half a year and first day when it was cloudy, I was like, wow, it's a cloudy day. I'm so happy to see it. You know, and then I came back to Europe and moved to England and then I
0: asked (laughs) You moved to England, oh damn
1: (laughs) Yeah Yeah, but you know, it's true It's like, you know, even if you know, everything would be amazing all the time, after a while it would become boring That's why there's absolutely no point numbing negative feelings but you should first kind of make this realization and commit to it, work on it mentally, it's like, you know to be able to accept pain, and like feeling bad, and just telling yourself it's okay, it will pass by.
0: Yeah, that's that's 100% uh, what I agree on, and I think um, I think about it this way, and I think it also applies um, that not only for dieting. I personally, for example, apply it also to to business and um, and to personal growth. That the, basically, I would I tell myself is that the universe. Basically, it gives you these challenges to grow as a person as well, um, to to really overcome these challenges and um, take it in your own hand. And uh, if you if you struggle with like small challenges already, um, that's that's not a good thing. And if you overcome these, it's you with great momentum going forward and uh, have success on your journey yeah, as well. Yeah,
1: yes, definitely. It's like also one of the chapters in my book is like it's called Fail Forward.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's okay you know everyone makes mistakes everyone falls the most important thing is to get up quickly and learn from your mistakes that is the most important thing, and I think it also applies to your diet you know and uh, you know if you mess something up you know don't be in a bad mood because you know bad mood is again a trigger for emotional eating because, again, then you're like, oh, okay, I, I'm so bad. I messed it up. I'm such a failure. Okay, now I'm really sad. What am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to get some junk food just not to feel sad anymore. You know, that's kind of this vicious cycle. And it's so difficult to escape the vicious cycle. And, again, I think the best strategy is just do something, like, go cold turkey. Just go some, do something critical. Just not allowing yourself, not giving yourself the option to continue like a good break could be, for example, like holidays, you go away, or just, um, you know, if you struggle at certain places, like for example, you overeat all the time when you're at home in the evening, just don't go home in the evening, you know, just meet your friends somewhere, mm-hmm. go into the cinema with your friends. You know, if you have done it for a few days, it will automatically break the habit, you know, or. Just go to a concert or, you know, go to visit someone, come up with something where you are with other people and you're distracted from, you know, your behavior you don't want to do anymore. So this is also like a really great tool. And many people also struggle, especially in the weekends, because they don't have a routine. And then that's what I say. okay, if you don't have structured routine and you have lots of uncertainty, like oh, maybe I could do this or that, but I could also go into the kitchen and eat something, Um, then the best thing is to get a structured routine into your weekend. Just fill it with things you enjoy. You know, all, all the stuff you want to do, I know, maybe watch something, read something, you know, meet your friends, whatever. But often the uncertainty is also a trigger for overeating or emotional eating. As well, of course, it's numbing feelings. And... Another problem I see really often is the all or nothing approach. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, you are at work, your colleague gives you a cookie and, you know, you can't say no, or don't want to say no, you want to be don't want to be the severe though. You eat this cookie and then you're like, oh, now I ruined my diet. Now, you know, fuck it, I will just eat the entire package. Yeah. And I think this is what ruins the diet of so so many people and also like it's so bad for mental well being because you feel guilty, you feel like you aren't disciplined, you can't stay on track, you you know, you feel really bad about yourself. Often it's not just the damage to your diet, you know, you cause with an all or nothing mindset, it's also the damage to your personality, how you see yourself as a person. And what how you see yourself and what you think about yourself is, is so important, you know? And um well I give also in the book different strategies how to, you know, eliminate this all or nothing mindset because you know, even if you ate just a cookie, it's okay, you know, it's just a cookie. You can go for a walk later, you can burn off the calories if you are dieting. If not, it's 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 totally okay. But like a small cookie won't cause large damage. But if you start, you know, or whatever food it is, but if you then just start eating until the end of the day because of the only cooking and just eat whatever you see, this is something that causes a really big damage. And I I, honestly, I see it in so, so many people. And for Mm -hmm. myself, it was often the same. And I can truly say it made the change to my life Like the things I mentioned, like stopping the all-or-nothing approach. So sometimes, like, you know, I start eating something. It's like, oh, actually, it's not what you're supposed to eat. Okay, put it back. Go away. Okay, fine. Done. You know? And then also, like, fail forward. Start really get back up quickly. So, you know, often in the past, I was like, oh, okay, I messed up today. I will start tomorrow again. Now it's like, okay, I've just done something wrong. I'm starting again now, right now in this minute, because again, there's another chapter in my book. Why tomorrow never happens? If you postpone yes. everything until tomorrow, it will never happen. Not not just diet, exercise, but you know all the other things you need to do. You know, if you say you're going to do it tomorrow, most likely you you won't do it at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there there's like kind of the wrong logic with the thought is that tomorrow you will be a different person it's like oh yeah tomorrow everything will change and uh i will be you know the healthy version of me who will just eat healthily stay on track and so on but tomorrow something will happen again if your colleague won't come with a cookie maybe you know your mom will come over to visit you and bring you chocolate yeah you know <laughs> Or you get stuck somewhere, and then you are hungry, and go into the supermarket and just grab whatever you see to eat. You know, there's, you know, there are so many different possibilities what can happen tomorrow. You know, one thing I can promise you, something will always happen, except you just go on an isolated island and live there in complete <laughs> isolation.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, and that's why it's so important to have this um, this willpower in place, also, uh, and the plan in place to. Really follow, and that will make sure that you, um, and also think about your big goal, um, so that you think, okay, this this situation, I will overcome it um, to achieve my bigger goal of uh, being healthier, being uh, in shape, and uh, that's always important. And like talking about, yeah. um, like having, yeah, you know, yeah.
1: And I I think you made a really interesting point, like imagining your bigger goal, and again, it's about visualization. So you visualize how you want to be but visualization works also in a different direction. Once you start visualizing food, it's so difficult to stay mm. on track. So that's for that's... me, it's like usually people visualize food and then they you know, can't resist it and go and get it. So for me, especially now on a weight loss diet, I'm like, you know, I get, You know some kind of random food thoughts or like i saw somewhere food or someone mentioned food and they start visualizing oh it it looks so good yeah i would like to get it that's when i tell to myself straight away okay stop visualizing food you know if you think about food you will go and get it at the end so for me the most important thing is to kill the thoughts about food like not not the thoughts like oh you know what am i going to do for food prep or for dinner but like kind of tempting food i shouldn't be having um, that doesn't fit into my diet. Mm-hmm. It's. I think the most important, the first step, is not to visualize it. Then it makes it so easy to stay on track.
0: That's that's huge. Um, th- that's a big point. I really like that. Um, that actually, also- I have a funny anecdote uh, about that. Um, like um, going back to school, uh, where I was not um, like super fit yet. I just started my journey. Um, I was sitting in my physics class and uh i was actually daydreaming about uh, eating um like a chocolate cake with nutella on top um like the whole class <laughs> the whole lesson um and i actually went i really went to the supermarket to the grocery store and uh purchased everything to make this that happen <laughs> that's, yeah, the one, yeah. that's the one that's the one story i have about that and it's really true uh that's a big point yeah
1: it's it's totally true, and also this is also the reason why I unfollow all food bloggers on Instagram. <laughs> oh yeah, go on diet.
0: Yeah, that that's also a great uh, great idea to do. Yeah, also <laughs>
1: if you see it, you, you know, then you, you know you get reminded of it. And it's like you know unnecessary, you know, kind of torture, you know, or something you shouldn't. You know, you should make it for you as easy as possible, not as hard as possible. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The goal is like not to waste too much willpower. The goal is, you know, to save it kind of for the times uh, you really need it. And uh, I know it's like maybe it's a bit off topic, but um, (laughs) I'm a big fan of icebreakers like mm-hmm. the ships that go through the ice. You know, some people have, like, favorite animals. Okay, I have a favorite animal as well. But if I associate myself with someone, then it's icebreaker. Okay. And I have also a specific icebreaker I like the most. It's Polarstern, That's the only research icebreaker in the world. It's a German icebreaker. And I usually have it also, as, a, you know, on my screen, on my laptop, on uh-huh. my phone. Yeah. That's and The reason, you know, there are several reasons why I like the icebreaker so much. But one of them is, you know, often I see myself as an icebreaker who goes through difficult times and breaks the ice, you know, doing things other people can't do or can't get through. And I'm like, no, I just keep going and I will go through like all the difficult areas. But also like different strategies the icebreaker uses to break the ice. Mm. So the first strategy is if there are like, you know, if the ice isn't like complete, but there are like just some ice blocks, icebreaker swims around the ice. Icebreaker doesn't break the ice. So it takes away of the lowest resistance because it requires less fuel and less energy. And we do should do the same with our diet. You know, if you know it's difficult for you to resist certain food, don't bring it home. You know, if you, mm-hmm. it's difficult for you to, you know, resist if you see all the food porn on Instagram, unfollow the people who post food porn, you know. Uh, if it's difficult for you to resist uh, Britain. yeah, that, that, that was a big <laughs> for me for some time. Like, you know, this kind of ger, ger, typical German bread. Uh, don't choose a way where you don't pass a bakery, you know. Things like that, where you kind of plan ahead. Okay, what is the issue? Oh, every time when I pass by this shop, I just buy some candy. Okay, take another route to your work or wherever you go. So, that is the first thing like, you know, navigate through the ice and, uh, you know, find the way of the lowest resistance. You should apply it to your diet and lifestyle too. Mm-hmm. And the second strategy is when there's like thin ice, icebreaker really needs to. You know, move on top of the ice and the ice crashes on the icebreaker's weight. You know, yeah. that's the ca- case in life where, you're like, okay, just keep going, go no matter what happens, keep going, you will get there. Like, you can't, it's okay if you fail from time to time. It's okay if your diet is not perfect. Just try to do your best every day. Don't give up. Just go through. It's hard. Be like an icebreaker. Just go through, go through, and give your best every day. And uh, the third strategy is is actually when the ice is really, really thick. So the icebreaker can't really sw- you know, go on top of the ice and crash it. So the icebreaker has to go back, has to back off, Take full speed and then crash against the ice so that the art starts breaking. And these are the situations in life where sometimes you just need to step a few steps back in order to come forward. You know, and it's also something I described in my book about like, you know, most people want to lose weight, want to look good, and so on. But if you don't have a solid base, how to stop overeating? If your emotions rule your life, every time something stressful happens, you just Mm -hmm. go and start eating when, you know, in certain social situations, when you are out with friends or family, when you overeat then because of social pressure, don't try to lose weight while, you know, your life is full of such events and you just feel like a complete failure all the time because uh, you couldn't stick to a very low calorie diet. You know, then it makes sense, okay, now I'm just working on becoming, on getting better habits. So now my goal is maybe not gaining weight, I don't want to lose weight. You know, it seems like regressing, it seems like backing off, you know, but then that is the time you really need to use to, you know, get mentally stable and learn what to do, you know, to learn that you shouldn't uh, just give in cravings when you just crave Mm -hmm. food because of different reasons. Uh, The times where you learn how to, you know, eat also, you know, when you're at the party that you just don't start eating everything that is around you, but just, okay, that is high-calorie food. I can have some of it. I shouldn't eat all of it. You know, again, all or nothing approach. This is, again, the Mm -hmm. time where you should get rid of the all or nothing approach. You know, and it, it just doesn't happen overnight. It can take maybe a few weeks, maybe more, maybe less. It depends on the person and the situation the person is in. But, you know, that is kind of this kind of what seems like going back. That is like sometimes times that is required to acquire all the good sta- habits and like the mental stability then to go and diet. And that is the of icebreaker strategy where the icebreaker yeah. has to swim back. And then once the icebreaker has a big distance to this piece, huge piece of ice, then full speed ahead, and crush it.
0: I love it. That's, that's a great analogy uh, to make uh, about the whole situation. Um, <laughs> that's, that's really great. And I think uh, the uh, listener... I,
1: yeah. I, I apply it to everything in my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: icebreaker is a part of my life. And you know, there's even like a German band Icebreaker. So now it's oh, what it's most yeah. of the time I listen to <laughs> you when, I, when I train. You got to well, join the band
0: you got to join the band now.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I was a big fan. Like, when I studied, I, I've seen so many concerts.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. No, that's awesome. Uh, no, I really love this analogy, and I definitely uh, uh, will use this in the future as well because it's just so great. Uh, and, yeah, like, concluding um, the episode since, um, yeah, you, you pretty much summed up everything, uh, which is important when it comes down to emotional eating as well and how to o- overcome it. Um, like the best way possible. Uh, what is one thing from all the things we talked about? What is the one thing the listener can do right now? Um, yeah, to achieve their goal of, of losing fat, of um, getting in shape, um, getting back uh, on track with their life, and to don't um, yeah, crash their diet because of emotional eating.
1: The things they should do right now, they should analyze their actions. So when they see, okay. You know, after a day, okay, what have I done right? What did I do wrong? What brought me a step closer to my goal? What brought me a step away? For example, like, okay, I was really good at breakfast. I was really good at lunch. Okay, that's amazing. But then after dinner, I started, you know, unnecessarily eating in the evening. Okay, that wasn't so good for my goal. Okay, why did it happen? Where was I? I was at home. What did I do? Oh, I was just sitting there. I didn't know what to do. Okay, Mm -hmm. I was bored. Okay, when I'm bored, I go and just grab something to eat in the kitchen. Okay, what else can I do, you know, not to be bored? And then write a list. Okay, my strategy is uh, I can watch TV. I can go on the internet. I can email my friend. I can read a book. I can do whatever. And then the next day, when you're at home and you get bored, take your list out and start doing the activities you have on and then again in the evening maybe it worked for half an hour maybe it worked a bit longer than the previous day maybe you ended up in the kitchen again it's okay then you sit down and analyze it again it's like okay today it worked better but it wasn't perfect so okay what did I do um or what can I do against it okay maybe I can go to bed earlier Maybe I can just brush my teeth because, you know, once you brush your teeth, you don't want to brush them again. So which often helps uh, uh, not to eat anything in the evening, Mm -hmm. you know, and like step by step, review your own performance on the daily basis. You know, also like when you do engage into emotional eating, it's like, okay what caused it? What were the emotions? Why did I feel so bad? What can I do against it? And often it's like really a mental journey because you will learn more things about yourself and the things that upset you. It's like, you know, often if you look at many things from a rational perspective, it's like, oh, I was upset because this is this person told something to me. And then if you think about it, well, oh, maybe this person didn't even meant it like it. Maybe it was just an accent. Maybe I just got it wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it will provide lots of clarity in your life. And I think the most important question, uh, the most important thing is to question everything. You know, everything you do. You know, all the ideas you have. For me, it's still on a daily basis when I'm like, oh, I could get something to eat. And then my first thought is, are you really hungry? Oh, no, I'm actually not really hungry. So why do you want to eat? Oh, because I just got stuck with work and I don't want working. It's like, okay, eating is not a solution. Just go back to work. You know, and stuff yes. like this. It's like having an inner dialogue with yourself 100%. all the time and, like realize when you try to get off track
0: yeah definitely agree on that um it's it's such a huge point as well um yeah like like you talked before and it's it's just um, just important to have like to be self aware about your situation and um to make sure that you're also present to the moment uh, which is another huge topic as well like um dieting and having a successful diet and just um, healthy eating uh, and fitness journey um comes down to a lot of um psychological um yeah topics as well like being Definitely. mindful um being present to the moment being self aware being confident in yourself like things like that those are all huge topics and i think with this episode we um we pretty much we covered a lot of it and um we we uh, made the listener also aware of these uh, things that can happen um to the yeah to the brain and uh, to your um, behavior afterwards. Uh, so that's that's an amazing thing. And you gra- gave great, great ideas and insights to overcome these. Um, and also with the Icebreaker Method, I think uh, everyone can visualize how to <laughs> optim- optimally approach the whole situation. So thank you um, again for this amazing um, yeah, second episode um, about emotional eating as well. So um, tell the listeners all about your book.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me here. Well, you can actually find my book on my homepage, uh, www.signstrengths.net.com. Sorry, .net is my email address. So you can email me as well, Anastasia at Mm signstrengths.net, or go to my webpage, signstrengths.com. And if you're interested in the book, uh, you can go to products, and then you will find the book straight away there and get more information about it. And if you have any questions, you can just email me or follow me on Instagram and send me messages and ask me more about it. Also, you can check out my recent Instagram posts because I made lots of posts about the book where I have also put some small parts out of the book into the Instagram posts to you know, help you to decide if you really like the book. And I've sent also some extracts to my email list. So you can also sign up to my email list if you want to hear from me more often. You can just do it when you get to my homepage. If you download the free meal plan guide, you will get automatically on my email list. Yeah, I think that's it. Thank you so much for (laughs) speaking at your podcast.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for joining. I will definitely link uh, everything below in the show notes uh, so that everyone can check out your stuff, uh, which again... Uh, Is amazing, like I can personally um, say that, uh, especially the recipes um, uh, that you share and that you create with the vegan ingredients that are high in protein, that satiate you and that maybe even help you overcome emotional eating because you have a healthy, uh, sweet alternative um, to the the sweets that you will usually eat. Um, So yeah, that's amazing and I 100% support that, so um, again... Um, Dear listener, thank you so much for listening. I hope you uh, really got something out of this episode, uh, an amazing and very important topic. Uh, I hope Anastasia, um, Dr. Anastasia, could help you out with that. Uh, I really enjoyed the episode, and I hope you did too. So thank you so much for listening. We'll hear us in the next episode.